Ladies and gentlemen, making its way to the ring, it's been called moderately fun, barely a good film, and exactly what you'd expect. Please raise your hands and give a big semper high to your champion, the Marine 2! Will we enjoy our trip or be tortured for ransom? Find out this week on Signature Movies. Charge with the game under my arm. Anyone in my path is done considerable harm. Really a dawn, scratch that, really a god. Really put the gloves on and one in the octagon. Straight shooter, the mind of a super Welcome to Signature Movies, a podcast that takes you film by film through the productions of WWE Studios, the movie division of World Wrestling Entertainment. I'm one of your hosts, Preston. And I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Preston. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Not too, well, not too bad. This and I not to, you know, not to be a downer early on in the podcast, but this <laughs> this week was kind of tough. Uh, w- given when we we're recording this, it's going to come mm. a little after it happened. But we lost uh, a pro wrestler this past week. Uh, we did, yeah. Jay Briscoe, and um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a really surreal week. I uh, I think a lot of a lot of the wrestling pro wrestling community is really hurting. Uh, because I mean, he he died suddenly and very tragically, and his uh, two daughters were hurt in the accident as well. So, mm. a lot of uh, a lot of reflection on that, and we'll you know we'll kind of get to Jay Briscoe at the end with the match recommendation, but uh, mm. he really was integral to my pro wrestling kind of being reignited, my reignited interest in pro wrestling because. Uh, you know, Ring of Honor in 2005, 2006 was a huge part of that. I'd kind of fallen mm. out of love with pro wrestling for a while. And uh, there's no one more synonymous with Ring of Honor than Jay Briscoe. And I know um, they'll be doing a tribute match for him on Dynamite coming up with mm. with his brother, Mark. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Briscoes were the best tag team of our generation. Uh, of 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 fans like we got to see them in person together um we did in las vegas for a ring of honor anniversary show the briscoes wrestled the motor city machine guns mm-hmm. and and won the ring of honor world titles world tag team titles um and, and and that that is completely indicative of why i love pro wrestling because we had just become friends and i said hey preston let's go to las vegas uh, go go to no nightclubs. Go to no. <laughs> we're not going to go see any like you know shows with you know trapezes and stuff. Let's <laughs> let's just go to this casino off the strip in their ballroom and watch Ring of Honor, <laughs> and then the next day immediately drive home after <laughs> <laughs> after spending about two hours at Circus Circus. Riding, ri- yeah. r- riding roller coasters, <laughs> riding roller coasters. It's true. It's true. You're right. It was a, it was a rigor of a question from the start, Ryan. Um, yeah, it was it was the first professional wrestling show I ever saw. Um, we had met, I think, like what two months earlier, a couple months earlier. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a big swing in terms of friendship, but like truly, uh, you know, looking back, having no context for professional wrestling outside of what you taught me, uh, it was one of the most memorable matches like of the night. You know, it's I they, he had a very very clear persona him and his brother and um it was an incredibly entertaining match to watch i mean what an introduction for wrestling watching this tag team match yeah we are we are briscoe brothers fans uh unimaginable what 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 happened but uh jay briscoe honestly one of the most consistent uh pro wrestlers that i've ever watched but also again much like we talked about with don west a couple weeks ago someone who uh no one's gonna have a, a bad word to say about and right. uh, that's it, it. Sucks, but so you know, been thinking about that a lot this week. Uh, how how are you? I'm I'm doing okay, man. Yeah, I'm uh, just got back from a visit to New York. Um, did not watch any wrestling while I was out there, but I did. Uh, yeah, went to a pretty good punk show and had some good food and just kind of, you know, fighting some uh, some. Uh, what is it called, Ryan? Uh, 
jet lag. I was I was thinking flight hangover. <laughs> I almost said it. Um, but finding a little bit of jet lag, but you know, nothing better for jet lag than the Marine Two, Ryan, as I found. I would not. Don't you even dare. <laughs> you have more. Well, did, did you mean flight hanger? What the flight hanger? <laughs> That's not a bad euphemism for a hangover. I've got a real flight hanger today. Yeah, we have some housekeeping, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Send her home. <laughs> no, we have housekeeping. <laughs> Preston, I'll say it once, I'll say it a thousand times. We're a podcast of integrity. Oh God. Okay. So a few quick things. Uh, <laughs> a few quick things. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they've already got a fucking flight hanger over this. <laughs> There's no plural of <laughs> housekeeping, right? It's just <laughs> so housekeeping could entail any number of things. But the first one, uh, let's get out of the way. I actually, we actually had a, a listener uh, complaint. <laughs> this is a listener complaint. Um, wow. If you'll remember in the Behind Enemy Lines Columbia episode, we talked a little bit about Joe Manginello, or yes. I think his name was Joe, as I called him. Um, yes. Uh, and on behalf of Signature Movies, I want to issue an apology for the One Tree Hill spoilers. Um, we we didn't. <laughs> I I I on on that episode, I I had basically spoiled an entire season worth of <laughs> a storyline with Joe's character and Brooke and Millie and their interactions. And I want to apologize for that. In the future, we will we'll edit in a spoiler warning, maybe a siren of some sort. Yeah, yeah. I, I love when these housekeepings end with more work on my end. <laughs> it's, my, it's my favorite ending. And, I'll, you know, we, we really should have been more cognizant of the very clear signature movies, One Tree Hill crossover crowd. Um, yeah. It's pretty one-to-one. Yeah, yeah. Try to work on that um, train noise, too. Uh, secondly... Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> secondly uh i didn't realize last week that my whole phone conversation was recorded <laughs> so um <laughs> so i wanted to provide a quick update on that uh i have okay. i have still not received my order from american eagle okay i i don't even think it is shipped um i took advantage of something that they have there called afterpay where yes when i buy the bonfire fleeced striped baja hoodie um, I, I chose to pay in four interest fee, interest free payments of 1199. Uh, yes. what I didn't know is that they need to, uh, verify my address, um, to, to enroll in the afterpay program. And we're kind of at a standstill with that. Um, mm. because yeah, so I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm still, I still have not received the hoodie. It's not clear to me that the hoodie is going to ship. I haven't been billed, and I'm not enrolled in Afterpay. And so I have one message to American Eagle I'd like to say right now, and that is, hey, American Eagle, fuck around and find out, okay? <laughs> this is getting a little... <laughs> this is getting a little too much. A little too much. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did you have a PO box you wanted to give them? What, what, what was what was the interim plan without an address? The interim plan for what? You, you said that you said that the entire holdup for the scenario is that you didn't want to give them your address. No, no, no. I, I I've given them utility bills. I'm I'm waiting for them to verify my address to enroll. Oh, you have to verify your address. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and and I and I and I cannot get someone there to look at the bill. And and to agree that the address I gave them is the address that, anyway, the 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 final house. No, Ryan. Okay, guys. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but is is American Eagle headquarters not in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? The final housekeeping matter, Preston, <laughs> is um, are are you familiar with uh, the pro wrestling term called gimmick infringement? I'm not. Okay, basically, it's like when you have one wrestling character and they and they have their shtick, and then another wrestler basically just copies that. We call that gimmick infringement. Okay. And 
Uh, believe it or not, there is a a former wrestler who has uh, committed gimmick infringement towards signature movies. What? Yeah. Um, do you remember Glenn Jacobs? I do. Yeah, he was a star of See No Evil. Yeah, you're exactly right. How how could we forget? He. Uh, I want to play for you. I want to play for you a clip, and I don't know if I'm going to get the volume right, but let me play for okay. you his uh, latest tweet. Let me, tell me if you can hear this. Okay. All right, here we go. Today is the day that we find out the answer to one of the most contentious questions facing us. Which do you prefer, creamy peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter? Go to my Twitter feed, Glenn Jacobs TN. <laughs> And make your voice heard in my National <laughs> Peanut Butter Day poll. <laughs> oh my God! Wow! The, the audacity to ask the audacity <laughs> to ask a question like that, and then make a Twitter poll. Like, oh uh, okay, come on again. Much like with AE, a little too much. I mean, I <laughs> I can deal with some similarities, but you know, sometimes when things are just mere images of each other, that the it's a red flag. So anyway, in response to Glenn Jacobs, I just want to say we're going to have someone next week. We're going to hear from someone next week who, let's be honest, is actually relevant in the pro wrestling world today. Unlike some, wow. un- unlike Glenn, and and this person has sent in their answer voluntarily, unprompted. About whether or not they wow. would they would prefer to ride a roller coaster or, or eat an ice cream sundae, and wow. uh, yeah, you, the, the, uh, my tolerance is waning, and 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 yeah, and in more than one way. So yeah, well, Glenn fucked around. He's about to find out. It sounds like so. Tune in next week for for that. Um, I mean, yeah, we weren't particularly kind to Glenn Jacobs on the uh, Sino Evil episode. So if this is a sense of retaliation, I really can't blame him. Um, Hey, did, did you look at the Twitter poll? Is it is it trending well? And let me be very clear: if I'm ever in Knox County, Tennessee, I'm gonna set up. I'm gonna set up. I'm gonna set up a little shop in the town square, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start teaching critical race theory to all the residents. <laughs> oh God, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> we're we're going dark and deep on today's intro and signature movies. <laughs> okay, pr- press and introduce the Marine too. All right, yeah, let's. Uh, take a little 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 pivot here uh today's movie for uh signature movies is the marine 2 ryan this sequel to uh the marine the original john cena movie in 2006 this is three years later uh 2009 imdb credits this not as a film but as a video (laughs) because it never made it to um theaters and i think there's also financial quality there's some criteria which designates a film from a video so this is technically a 2009 video um, directed by Roel Rain, he's a Dutch filmmaker. Uh, This—it's not technically his first big movie, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's right up there. He—he he did one movie previously, which was a Steven Seagal movie. Are you familiar with Steven Seagal, Ryan? Yes. Yeah, and it's a movie called Pistol Whipped. Um, so you know he's not a complete newcomer to the action genre, but this is certainly one of his earlier movies. He goes on to direct quite a few sequels, um, and uh, yeah. It's uh, it's not the last time we're gonna see him. He's gonna pop up a couple more times. Hold on, say, um, say the name of that movie again. Pistol whipped. What is something I'd like to do to Glenn Jacobs? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Jeopardy. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ryan, this movie was filmed in Thailand. Um, and uh, yeah, it stars our guy Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, so we just got to get right into this, Ryan. I mean, g- give us some backstory on Ted DiBiase Jr. Were you familiar with him before this movie? Oh yeah, I was. No, I was. He he joined. Uh, he's the son of Ted DiBiase, unsurprisingly, yes. um, <laughs> who was a very prolific professional wrestler i don't i don't know a ton about ted dibiase but he was known as the million dollar man and Mm -hmm. he kind of had a a a rich guy gimmick and a great promo very solid in the ring uh so his son ted dibiase ted dibiase jr 
Uh, joined FCW in 2007, that's Florida Championship Wrestling, a developmental territory of WWE. He made, his, he made his WWE debut a year later in May of 2008, and he joined a faction called Legacy with uh, mm. two other wrestlers who whose fathers were pro wrestlers, Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes. They formed wow. a Legacy faction. And and I think your response tells me that of the three people in that faction, there one of them is not like the others in terms of <laughs> in terms of you know uh, career success. But I'll say this though, Ted DiBiase, I, I believe from what I know of him, left WWE in 2013 after he refused to renew his contract. So this is a guy mm. who kind of just fell out of love with wrestling. And decided mm. to just pursue other things, which I'm not going to bemoan at all. Um, now, acting was not one of them. I think he just start. <laughs> I think he just started a business or something. Yeah, but he uh, sure did. at the time of the Marine Two, we're talking 2009. There were there was a lot of hope for Ted DiBiase Jr. WWE, I think, really saw something in him. Yeah, that's what it seems. Vince McMahon, especially, because this this film. It's interesting that you bring up the legacy because this film was originally supposed to star his uh, his teammate in legacy, Randy Orton, uh, who had to drop out last minute because of a collarbone in an injury. Um, and uh, Orton was supposed to be in the Marine Three. I don't, do you know anything about this drama with Orton? Well, we can bring this up in the Marine Three again. But um, are, you, are you familiar with the whole drama about Randy Orton? No, I've had enough drama this week. I didn't like. <laughs> Uh, so it seems Randy Orton, um, he wasn't, he was discharged for bad behavior from the actual Marines. Um, so he, I guess they had started filming the Marine three and, uh, the, he get there's this huge fan petition, um, you know, with much less joy and whimsy as perhaps the fan petition was around peanut butter styles, uh, to get him kicked off of the movie. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure exactly sure who the next Marine star is. I don't know that pulled up, but, um. Yeah, just kind of a very similar story to John Cena's initial starring in the Marine, where a bigger star was set to kind of take the role, dropped out last minute, and he just kind of got scooped up in a very similar method. Um, he uh, he says he got like pulled right after wrestling at Raw one night, um, pushed into a room with casting people. Um, he had to read some lines, and afterwards they asked, how long have you been acting? And he said, like, 10 minutes. Like, this is the first time I've ever been asked to act. And they just cast him right off of that. Um so yeah, uh, John Cena, uh, when asked about this, because you know it's it's interesting that John Cena didn't come back. There's no real, I mean, it's kind of obvious as to why John Cena's kind of picking up at this point. Um, he'll be in our next movie. A little spoiler alert. But when asked about it, um, he said, "I certainly didn't give Ted much advice about acting because he went through the exact same torture chamber I did, meeting with an acting coach all the time and really trying to do his best. I just really hit home about how great the opportunity was for him." And it sounds like, yeah, like you're saying, like this is, you know, he's looking for a similar path as John Cena. Like he's kind of the new upstart kid um, looking for to be like, you know, WWE's next big at-home talent. Um, and, uh, yeah, it seems like it just kind of went the wrong direction for him overall. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. I think he nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think um, you know, I—, I and it, I mean, it's tough, though, I think, in a lot of ways, because when you, you you enter WWE, you make your debut, and then you're kind of immediately thrust into this faction with Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton. Now, Cody Rhodes was kind of in the same boat as Ted DiBiase at the time, but mm. the idea that there's already these expectations on you to be this important talent without you having yet had the chance to make the crowd invested in you. It, it, it's it's a tough position for a newer wrestler. Like I, I mean, yeah. let's take nothing. What what might be a little, uh, what might be more unforgivable, is this performance in this movie, Preston. This Ryan, was tough. This was tough, and I have to say, you know, I I I truly think that this was like my my takeaway from this film. And I'm gonna spoil it right up front. Is that it's just cruel. Like I truly I I true I blame Ted DiBiase zero percent for this i think that it was cruel for them to see that the kind of acting chops that he had and then cast him in this movie expecting some kind of success i mean i it just yeah he it, it 
I mean, it's, it sounds like he had a really difficult time making this movie. He had to reschedule his wedding to shoot this movie. They just beat the hell out of him on this movie. He had to do a lot of physical stunts that he was not prepared for. Um, yeah, I it's it was rough, Ryan. <laughs> it was it was pretty rough. I, I the only thing I could compare it to is I, watching him. To me, it felt like watching Tim Heidecker act. But yeah, where is it's just like almost awkward on per- it would have to be on purpose right and and yes. it's just it's i don't think it was um i mean right off the bat there's a great line eight minutes into this movie where he uh the ted dibiase's character uh joe linwood right so yes. he has this it's very similar to a lot of these other movies where they show the protagonist having a very traumatic incident at the start in this case him going after gun smugglers and then watching a mm-hmm. watching a child die in the process. Yes. And then he's going to come home, they're going to take a vacation, and then that's going to lead to I mean this this is like this is just the marine again in a lot of ways. It is very similar to the marine again. Yep, he's going home to his beautiful blonde wife who is 100% supportive of him doing whatever he wants. Um Robin. And, uh, Robin. Yeah. Robin. <laughs> um yeah, it is pretty much the exact same setup. Oh, this whole movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, well, I was gonna say. Let me tell you something. The only. Let me just say this real quick. Can I get this in? Yeah. I think we've ruined it, but now that I have my composure, the only ro- <laughs> the only the only Robin. Uh. It, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> The gist of it was the gist of it was the only Robin yeah. that I saw in this movie was her uh, Robin me of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you went there and didn't make a playoff of Linwood. You know, the only the only Linwood there was in uh, the Rosansky household was uh, you know we don't have to go there. But yeah, I mean, I was I was gonna I, I was. <laughs> I was hopeful. I was glad for you because, as opposed to the Marine, we get a lot of Robin in this movie. You know, like we our big criticism of the Marine was like they kind of introduce um, John Cena's wife, and then she's gone. <laughs> um, she makes like very few appearances in the movie. They really set the basis for this relationship um, before you know, as one is in one of these movies as a female protagonist, uh, she is captured. Um, I th- see. I didn't understand what you were saying because I thought Linwood was a type of guitar. <laughs> is it not i don't know <laughs> but know. look eight minutes in preston uh into this movie joe is talking to robin he's skyping with robin because he's coming home yeah and he's telling her yes like hey i'm coming home and then robin who had this trip plan to this resort says like oh that's that's great you, you know you can you now you can be my plus one and then joe goes plus what it's just like uh plus one like that's a very it's a very normal thing right imagine teaching this poor kid math in eighth grade just every fucking day plus what plus three plus three like that's a very common expression right like god uh they just keep they just keep elevating on the bit like can you accompany me a couple what can you can you, can you escort me esco what <laughs> i know it's like it's like it's like talking to american eagle customer service you just <laughs> um, um and then and then they go to the resort and what's funny it's this it's this opening of this new resort for uh, robin's work and it's on this, you know, island. They have to take a private, hel- uh, private aircraft out there. And what was, what also was very entertaining to me was watching the scene where they kind of have the this tour guide show Joe and Robin around the resort. And like Ted DiBiase, Joe does not want to be there, and he is trying no. trying his best to like show that he is kind of disgusted by the whole thing. And I just thought it would have been funny that, like, if every time this tour guide would have showed them something about the resort, if Joe would have just said, look, I've watched a kid die. 
Do you understand? <laughs> like I, I understand. I look. I understand it's an infinity pool, but I've seen death. I've seen death, and you know I can't do this. It's like, is will will this make up for the child dying? Do you believe that? <laughs> How big is the buffet? Is it big enough to make up for the child that's died in my life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, he's he's when he's not being surrounded by people who are prompting him, like Robin's boss, who's a dick. Robin being his wife, um, you know, this tour guide. He's he's trying to make jokes, you know, <laughs> like they've they've written jokes for him. Um, so he's you know, he's he's doing his best. Um, his wife sees something in him. I, mean, I, I was curious. I mean, I mean you, you work in corporate America. What would you do if your boss was like, I need you in the Bahamas next week? <laughs> that, se- that seems like a pretty wild thing to just have happen. But see, what, would, would, did they spring the trip on Robin? Or did she I be- always know about it? I believe they did. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, presumably they they, they paid for her to go there, right? Right. Yeah, your, bo- your boss you know, comes in and says, I'm paying you and Ingar go to the bahamas to give a uh, a presentation on legal research i would i would do it because i mean if everything was if everything was paid for at that point the only thing i really need to do is shave my back <laughs> if we're going on the beach yeah, you, you haven't seen a child die you can appreciate it <laughs> hey let's uh you don't know that by the way <laughs> hey, let's be honest you're speculating <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen, I uh, I've seen a lot. I I, I think though, <laughs> and <laughs> we we we've, we've both seen six WWE movies at this yeah. point. We've we've been yeah. through a lot. I mean, any anyone on this journey with us has seen a lot, and yeah. <laughs> um, but I, for me, in my notes, it really ca- like 16 minutes into the movie, I started thinking. And because I wrote it, <laughs> I wrote it. Ted DiBiase's <laughs> lack of charisma is starting to wear on me, and and I wrote that, yeah. and I was just like, this is going to be a long movie. It just, yeah, no way around it. And it's crazy because like it is like a very well shot and executed movie outside of that, you know, like and it 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 really, I think it unfortunately makes it stand out a lot more. Like if this was just kind of like a real trash like C C minus action movie. It would blend in, but like this is, you know, this is well executed. Everybody else's performances are on point, um, so it does stand out to the point where it's like it's uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I, I wrote about that point. Like, is there a less likable protagonist so far? And uh, no, I mean, even even Kane had something, you know. They, but they set Kane. They set Kane up for success. You know, he's got no lines. He's just supposed to look big and intimidating and throw a hook around. Um, yeah, Ted DiBiase's got a lot of weight to carry on those broad shoulders. Well, you know, and, and this is for viewers who really are along for this journey with us. Why why do you think they maybe should have borrowed a an idea left on the cutting room floor from See No Evil and just make Ted DiBiase very hung in this movie? <laughs> just call it the Marine Two-Foot Dick. Yeah, you want to talk about Linwood, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, talk about a character with charisma, Ryan. We get introduced to Michael Rooker, famed character after Michael Rooker playing the scooper instructor, um, who I thought was great. You know, they throw in a line, uh, which I have to imagine was like written in after the first couple of scenes were shot, which is like Michael Rooker is like, yeah, he's kind of a quiet, awkward guy, isn't he? Uh, talking to his wife like just immediately commenting on the kind of the discomfort that we've all been feeling uh which i kind of liked grateful for that um wait we're talking about and, church uh, church we're talking about church by yeah. far the best part of this movie it's not even close yeah yeah easily big fan of church yeah big fan of church um well, which i so yeah, church- which i am by the way but you, yeah you know, <laughs> because we record these sunday afternoon right yes of course yeah <laughs> just saying <laughs> yeah my, my, my big joke was uh you know they, they tried to go to church on a sunday and we're surprised when he was closed <laughs> i every every time we wrap up we wrap up a recording i i go hallelujah 
that's a that's a religious expression as you know i do know i do know yeah i but thank you for the clarity um so yeah they meet Riker rooker he's a scuba instructor he takes them to a private beach uh leaves them with no shoes or no water and it's just like you know he tells them about a secret path to get back to the um hotel so they're having a good time you know like they're on vacation they found this guy they're off reigniting their passion um you know ted's moving away from all the trauma he's experienced and uh yeah and then we get a hard pivot ryan as uh, as these movies tend to be ryan come on that was the end of the cane video uh, the glenn jacobs video <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i i, I check it <laughs> i check email okay i sometimes i have emails <laughs> Pretend you're in church, Ryan. <laughs> you, look, I, I work for corporate America, all right? I mean, I'm never off the clock. I don't know if they're sending you to the fucking Bahamas. I'm never off the clock. <laughs> Why do they have media volume and then ringtone volume? I don't get it. And why can I never exit out of my twitter videos completely <laughs> oh god <laughs> you were doing great oh <laughs> thank you <Yeah>. man <laughs> well uh ted uh ted dodges a rocket <laughs> these invaders shoot a rocket at him um dodges a rocket the beach gets invaded you get a lot of explosions <laughs> um and uh yeah we we get to see uh his wife worrying about him like you know like it's it's, it's strange that like uh it's kind of a flipped script where usually it's the entire movie is the uh the dude uh you know the male protagonist just completely worried about his wife but the second the wife gets captured she's like i'm so worried about john oh, i'm sorry ted um so i thought that was interesting you know yeah i mean you, you, but... Yeah, I mean, it might be a stretch of the word, but I, I think it's it's something. And because I think a lot of these movies, in, in so many ways, follow the same formula that almost yeah. any deviation. Because, I mean... And it, it's true. Again, so everyone is, is pretty much held hostage, and we're in that same dynamic of we have our protagonist, they want to, they want to save the day... But then you have these other forces at the headquarters trying to stop them and do their own thing. Yes. Yes. And it's just, okay, now, you know, it, it was very obvious that Ted DiBiase's character was going to take matters into his own hands and just figure this out by himself. But what what made this movie, I think, worse than a lot of the others is that not only, not only Ted DiBiase's performance, but also the fact that of all of our protagonists so far, it seemed like in this case... Uh, Ted's character did the most by himself, like 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 he really had yes. no help down the stretch. Yeah, and yeah. and I was hopeful because like when they first set him up meeting with these teams, so essentially like you know, uh, Ted gets blown up, saved by Michael Rooker, um, and he wakes up in the midst of this like diplomatic response. So like you know you've got all these diplomats, you've got the military there, like they're gonna take matters into their hands they've got everything obviously like you said ted's like no nah, that's not gonna happen you know my name's on the fucking billboard of this movie i'm gonna fucking fight these terrorists barehanded and like the terrorists like very rightfully so are like no <laughs> like, you, you you can't come in the rescue mission like at all we don't want you at any part of this and i was like absolutely that's how things should work <laughs> you can't just it'd be like me you know going to your fucking business and being like let me do some legal research no of course you're not gonna let me in the door that's insane i would um, i would send you back in my bookmobile to where you came from <laughs> um yeah but no of course he uh five minutes later they've given him a sniper he's killing people now he's leading the mission um so yeah he um i put ted's got strong kid brother vibes in this movie he's like he's very much like as much as he's the protagonist like in a lot of he's never like you know, like you put john cena or especially the rock like the rock is a great example it's like you put the rock in a room and there's no denying that he's like the most strong presence in the room you put ted in one of these rooms it's kind of like he's 
he's lucky to be there like even as the protagonist maybe that's just his presence or the way this character and i don't really know um but again i'm and you know you're you're 100 right i'm kind of like squeezing out the small differences in these movies at this point like i just right. i just want some novelty in my viewing experience yeah um, yeah well and i think this movie also had the disadvantage of just being a, a sequel so the the parallels were going to just jump off the page i mean it's hard it's hard not to just think of this as extremely similar to the marine and mm-hmm. i i don't know uh we liked the Marine, though, from what I remember. I mean, we generally liked it. It was yeah. good for what it was. And yes. I, you know what? I kind of wonder, I, and, and tell me if you think this is crazy, but, like, the best of both worlds might have been John Cena in this plot. Yes. I think John Cena would, would have excelled here. Um, 100%. Given how much of the focus is on Ted in this movie. Teddy Biasi. Yes. So. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think Randy Orton? How do you think Randy Orton would do knowing Randy Orton? I find Randy Orton kind of charming actually as a as a personality. Mm-hmm. Um I I think he would have done he would have done well. But yeah, you do have that I guess that real life dynamic of him being what discharged from the Marines? Yeah. It wasn't dishonorable discharge, but it was like I'm not sure. Whatever it was, it was a lot of drama at the time, apparently. Like, it, it affected his wrestling career as well, apparently. Like, they really kind of set him up to fail. Would you say that the Marines told Randy Orton to fuck around and find out? <laughs> and, I think they told him to fuck off and find out. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off yeah. and find another job. I actually, I kind of like that. I kind of like that twist on the, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when we took the golden rule and discovered the platinum rule. You, we kind of just Ryan, <laughs> incredible segue, because <laughs> uh, so we we get um the villain. Oh, of this movie oh, no, is no, 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 no. I want you. I want you to recite the platinum rule. The plat. <laughs> I wrote it down, so I think I can. <laughs> okay, because we've got this the, is the third. This is your third try. This is this is the third try. Admittedly, yeah. So the golden rule is treat others the way you would want to be treated. The platinum rule, Ryan, is treat others the way they would want to be treated. My heart fluttered, Preston. It's like (laughs) it's like uh, it's like Robin just popped up on my screen. I I, that's (laughs) Preston. You nailed it. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Well, Tamura Morrison is a is a proud proponent of the platinum rule. Tamura Morrison, of course, famous for playing Django Fett and then more recently Boba Fett. Um, Very charming actor. Very charming man. Uh, he's fantastic in the behind the scenes for this movie, although he did zero press for the movie, which I don't blame him for. <laughs> no interviews. Um, but uh, he does this line to the CEO. So essentially, like, they capture the CEO. The entire, you know, basis of their plan is they want to ransom. They're pissed off that these Westerners have taken over their hotel. Um, so they're rounding them up. They want a ransom to release them. Um, and they immediately get their money. Uh, and the CEO says to Tamura Morrison, you got what you want. And Tamura responds, no, I got what I asked for. Wow. And I was like, he's a strong proponent of the platinum rule. He's right. Who's, who's the CEO to tell him what he wants? You know? Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to accept it. I think that's... Okay. Uh, that's... I, know, I know it slides a little bit under, but you know what? It's, it's tough to find examples of the platinum rule in reality, Ryan. <laughs> No, you're not going to find it calling American Eagle customer service. And it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's hard. It's hard. No, I think, I think that was actually a beautiful, a beautiful, you know, you kind of took the platinum rule and mapped it onto a very everyday situation. And I like that. It's a good job. Yeah. Thanks, man. So of course, uh, as is want for these movies, we get a double cross, uh, Ted's, moving in with these uh these soldiers and there's a couple bad eggs bad apples as it were in the uh the soldier platoon um you know guns down pretty much everybody except tim uh leaving only tim to fight off these invaders by himself um yeah and there's also a great moment right after this i don't know if you clocked this but i've never seen this in an action movie where the ceo realizes as the head hostage he realizes that these guys will not get paid if he gets hurt so he just like chokes out one of their guys 
and is just like, what are you going to do? You're going to hurt me? You're going to kill me? Like, you're not going to get paid. Like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I've never once seen that. That's, of course. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, you, you have, like, so much more power in this situation than you would think, right? Yeah. So you're getting back into the ring at, like, one. <laughs> you love this movie. <laughs> I'm impressed by some of the choices, man. Again, like you said, you put John Cena in this movie. I think it, I think it would have been just a perfect sequel. Um, but yeah, I, right after that, I wrote, I hate Ted's face, his dumb wet face. So it's, it's, there's some conflict in there for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the, the social experiment of this podcast is like, right? Like you just uttered the, the sentence. You put John Cena in this movie, it would have been the perfect sequel. No one should ever say that sentence, right? Out loud. <laughs> that should never be a sentence that someone says. I don't blame. I think that too. I think that too. And that's, I think we're both, we're both in deep here, right? <laughs> it's on par with the sentence, Kane Jacobs, I prefer chunky peanut butter. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Wait, did, did you call? I shouldn't live in a world where these are reasonable. Did you call him Kane Jacobs? I did call him Kane Jacobs. His name is Glenn Jacobs. No, it should be Kane Jacobs. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I call him? What's that? Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Saucy. Saucy. Ryan. Uh, <laughs> we we do. <laughs> that was a big wind up in a you know. <laughs> that that was like that was like you at the plate at Little League. <laughs> Just fucking dropping the bat. <laughs> oh man, I have I have two post-it notes in front of me when I record these. One says slow down, and the other one says don't um. <laughs> I did slow down, but followed it with a really heavy um. You can't you can't have both worlds, Ryan. Sometimes, you know. You, you you get you gotta limit your growth sometimes. You gotta have reasonable expectations for yourself. Can I say can um, I suggest can I not... can I suggest a third post-it note for you? Yes, please. Uh put one up that says uh laugh more. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'm I'm good with direction. Um So we we get a parallel again to the Marine. Uh Tomorrow's has uh his little brother is in this little gang and he's he's a very big parallel to the uh rock candy guy. Who's just like he's just an insane person. His little brother is just an insane person in this, um, and uh, just like wants to kill everybody, wants everybody dead, um, wants to screw up the entire plan. Um, so you know, you know, I, I didn't really have a place to go with that, but I, I, I was hoping that they would like. I was I, what I was really hoping for out of this movie is that they would do more direct callbacks. Like I wanted this little brother to at some point mention rock candy, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, that would be great to rehash. I. Yeah, just keep that a thread throughout the entire movies and never really resolve it. Now, now, Preston, um, I note I, I picked up uh, a little bit ago, like from like thirty seconds ago. You said that you're good with direction. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Well, I think it's time for a, a new segment on wow. this show. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Uh, I don't know what to call it because I just came up with it, but. <laughs> But are you ready? <laughs> I am. Okay. Preston, let's you, you, didn't you say you were good with direction? <laughs> is this the game? We just repeat this? No, d- but didn't you say earlier you were good with direction? I did. I did indeed say that. Just literally 12 seconds ago. Okay. Let's put that to the test. All right. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. okay, keep laughing. Um, oh, okay, Preston, let's put that to the test. Now, I want you, I'm going to give you two cities, and I want you to tell me where they are directionally to each other, okay? Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, no. No, you, you, said, you, you said you were good with direction. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> city one. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. You said you were good with direction, right? <laughs> it's been said that I've been I'm good with direction. Uh-huh. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Preston. City yes. City 1. 
New Orleans, Louisiana. Yes, got it. Uh, City 2. Sorrento, Louisiana. (laughs) So, my question to you, is Sorrento, Louisiana, south, west, north, or east of New Orleans? I... I mean, I don't think you can get more south than New Orleans, so I think it has to be north of New Orleans. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. (laughs) (laughs) No, Preston. Sorrento is west of New Orleans. Wow. (laughs) So, (laughs) tune in next week. (laughs) When... (laughs) When once again, we put to the test whether uh, Preston is in fact good with directions. If if I had gotten that right, was there a chance for me to win a Kia Sorento? <laughs> I was, there was like 20 seconds where I was just scrambling on Google Maps to find. Because <laughs> when you, when you I, I just picked New Orleans and then there's like, there's no other city around it. So you're just, you know, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were bringing, rehashing an old argument. You know, talk, talk about uh, housekeeping. I thought you were rehashing an old argument about the distance between Los Angeles and San Francisco, which we constantly debate. Because I, I when we uh, we went to go see Bola in uh, Los Angeles, I said, well, we'll just pop up to San Francisco for a day, or, you know, for maybe maybe for lunch or something. And you said, you we we can't do that. And I said, well, why not? It's it's in California. And you said it's four four and a half hours away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. A lot of a lot of uh, you know, like uh, you talk about Glenn Jacobs. You know, school choice is a big deal to some people. And um, yes. there's all these news stories of you know parents in San Diego, uh, San Francisco, you know, school busting their kids to school in L.A. So it's mm. just a hop, skip, and a jump, really. <laughs> you think about it. Well, President, unfortunately, and I take responsibility. We've kind of we've kind of veered off the path. Um, but you're right. You're right. We, it's like we ended up in Sorrento, uh, Louisiana, um, uh, which is, well, I, you know, we'd, we'd just head due east to uh, <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. we, we know that now. Um, but, yeah, you're right. You know, and, and you bring up something very important about 80 minutes ago that – there's all there's there's <laughs> always a twist in these movies. They always pigeonhole yes. a twist. Someone turns on someone else. Someone is not as yes. they seem. We got it here, um, and really, I think it'd be fair to say that Church kind of saves the day at the end of this, and um, it's true helps uh, Joe uh, kill uh, Damo, and yep. and we kind of we kind of get that happy ending. Um, Anything stand out to you at the uh, finishing stretch here? No, I mean I was happy to see. Um, you know, they were kind of setting us up the whole movie of uh, Ted going over to Michael Rooker and being like, "Hey, we're both Marines. Uh, you got to help me do this." And Michael Rooker's like, "No, nah, man, I'm out of the game. I can't do this anymore, man." And you know, finally we get the big payoff moment where Rooker digs deep, finds his patriotic side, and goes and helps out Ted. And like you said, yeah, you know, it's. Some pretty good fight scenes near the end. Um, there was a whole special features on that one Muay Thai fight, um, which I thought, you know, the, the director seemed, you know, again, like the director had like very choice moments that he was very proud of. I think similar to me in this movie of just like, I'm, there's some things that I'm, I'm pretty happy about. And that Muay Thai fight was one of them, particularly because they f- filmed it in Thailand and like they, they picked Muay Thai as a fighting style because they wanted to honor Thailand, which I thought was cool. Um, and yeah, it was like, you rarely see a long, steady shot of uh, a fight scene usually it's like this really hastily cut scrabbled together just pick the best moments but um it speaks a lot to ted um who again worked really hard on this movie <laughs> like i blame him zero percent um you know really learned a lot of choreography to pull off those fight scenes and then that final battle in the boat with tamura running through the city um it was an actual Vietnamese city, which was interesting. Um, like they, it was like it's just a small town. They showed up in one day and were like, "Hey, can we use your house? Can we break this?" Essentially, they, they broke like half the city and then just offered to rebuild it afterwards, um, which I thought was interesting. And yeah, you know, you can you can find some interesting stuff in this movie. Unfortunately, just your lead actor is not one of them. 
Now, am I to glean from that whole spiel that you did purchase the DVD? I did indeed purchase the DVD. Oh. I'm actually uh, five or six DVDs ahead right now. I've got a big old stack. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, really, really waiting on those uh, those that ad revenue to start paying out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, you know, sponsor revenue. I, I, I do want to thank you for getting in that really, really hard line because, you know, we do like to – we're fishing for sponsors and – it's yeah. always it's always a good reminder that it's it's good to be really really hard you know and I <laughs> I won't go into I won't always, I won't get I won't get into it about accessibility and convenience and doctors but um <laughs> you know blue blue chew obviously whether they think so or not is a friend of the show and so we do want to shout them out um yeah yeah no yeah church yeah. church save the day <laughs> I say that once a week. um (laughs) and uh yeah yep every everything's good on on this front now i'm curious moving forward though because this i don't even think we're halfway through the marine uh series as it were we're not there are six marine movies right and we are we're officially a third of the way through the marines i mean do you think every one of them is going to be protagonist leaves the marines comes home to his wife and they go on a vacation that's just doomed to fail is that the is mm. that what we're sensing here as much as i feel like i have to say yes because that isn't what in my heart i believe is going to happen i would love one where there's just in the marines although we kind of got that already with behind enemy lines um i would love one where they just stay in the marines the whole time keep their reputation and uh you know don't see any traumatizing moments um yeah but again yeah i, I do i do believe we're kind of on a, a downhill trend towards increasingly lower budget getaways, uh, increasingly less known blonde bombshells. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know, we'll see. That's the beautiful thing about this podcast, Brian. Sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. Sometimes you get Tamura Morrison showing up in one of these movies and uh, it's a real treat. I have a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction. Let's, let's okay. see if I'm right. All right. Do you want, you, you want this to be a segment? Every no, week? no, like, no. Sig- <laughs> signature you're, you're you're you you've been said to be pretty good at predictions right right wait pr- what did i predict <laughs> no, i'm just i'm just riffing on what you were doing were you gonna call it signature predictions <laughs> I, might, I might have almost called it signature prediction um yeah. no so so the miz mike the miz mizanin is in the marine three stars in the marine three yes. i think he's gonna be fun yes that's not the prediction though <laughs> i think <laughs> i think I think it will follow the same formula. I agree. It's gonna be Mike. It's gonna be Mike the Mrs. character coming home to his wife, and they and they, you know they're, they're reunited. They feel good. They want to take a trip, and they go, "Hey, let's let's head out to uh, Sorrento, Louisiana." <laughs> and his wife goes, "You can't possibly know where that is." And he says, "I know we're going west, baby. I know we're going west." Well, okay, that'd be if they were in New Orleans at the time. Yeah, but if they're. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're if they're not oh my god <laughs> all right listen i'm good at directions the miz might not be <laughs> oh shit Preston, stop something's coming do you what? hear that you have to hear that oh my goodness oh no wait we have to review the movie first <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it's, false alarm it's, false. It's, your, it's your description of the review system ryan it's it's coming out of nowhere oh <laughs> i can't believe i fucked that up <laughs> uh well can i go ahead I, this is something i didn't get to when i was talking about ted dibiase at the opening and i just want to get to it before you get to our reviews uh, I, when I was doing research for this movie, uh, Ted DiBiase has an Instagram page, which I was kind of milking for content. Because there's really, again, like not too much on this movie outside of the special features. Um, and it, it was also just comforting to see. I kind of just wanted to see if he's doing well for himself after this. And well, he doesn't act again. Uh, yeah, like you said, he started his own business. Um, and uh, when he started his business, he did a, a thing where I guess it, it seems Becca Ware Well Wellian. Uh-huh. Fuck. <laughs> We're Wellian. Uh, it's a fan- we're <laughs> Orwellian, if you will. Um, it's uh, so 
he he teased on his Instagram one word every day. It was just like a blank word of like something's coming. You know, it'd be like patriotic. It's strong. It's incredible. Um, and this whole thing. And of course, like this is right around when Cody Rhodes is coming back to WWE. Um, so everybody's like, holy shit, Ted DiBiase is getting back into wrestling. Oh my God, Ted DiBiase. And everybody's like, it's, it's, and you know, day, he does this for 16 days. So like day 10 to 12, like there's not even a question anymore. She's like, how, how is he going to do this? What is he coming back on a, on a pay-per-view? Is he like, is he coming back on raw? Like what is happening? <laughs> and day 16, he drops, um, <laughs> he drops his first product and he says, you know, I, I, so we're calling it million dollar coffee <laughs> it's coffee with my dad's face on it <laughs> yeah and he says he says i know everybody was excited for an in-ring thing but i think you taste this coffee it's, it's gonna be pretty darn good so yeah it doesn't seem like he's coming back to the ring anytime soon but you know million dollar coffee check it out everybody support ted dibiase in in the way that uh the director did not in this movie and, let, and let's be honest, a tactic of signature movies is milking other people's Instagrams for content. I mean, we've, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, we're not shy about doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn Jakes will be doing that in about a month. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, uh, the signature rating system, um, do you want to, I guess we should go over it. You please do, Ryan, please. Okay. Well, uh well let's be honest here here at signature movies uh uh, we do things a little different (laughs) (laughs) around here we like to pretend that the movie we watched was an offensive maneuver and that preston and i are pro wrestlers and this movie knocked us out of the ring the question though is how quickly were we able to answer the 10 count get back into the ring and not get counted out So if you're familiar with pro wrestling, you'll know that if we were able to get back into the ring at a two count, for instance, that means that the offensive maneuver didn't really take its toll on us. We watched the movie. We felt pretty fresh after it. We weren't down for the count. Now, if we get back into the ring at eight or nine, that means that the movie took its toll. We were a little winded. It was hard to get up after watching it. We barely beat the 10 count. So yeah, like I said, a little different, low, <laughs> lower score, better rating. Uh, and so I guess my, 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 the only question left to ask is, uh, Preston, is Louisiana, uh, is, <laughs> at what point in the 10 count were you able to get back into the ring after watching the Marine 2? Ryan, thank you for your service and explaining that for the fine folks at home. Uh, I got back in the ring Eight out of ten, buddy. Yeah, I, I really like talking about this movie. It seems, and I almost after talking about this movie dropped it down to a seven. But I, I like talking about it. I did not like watching it. It was just tough. Like any, I could not recommend this movie to anybody. Sadly, because of the Ted DiBiase performance. You know, like it just, it's a, it is an, um, elephant in the room in any in any conversation about this movie. Like you just can't avoid it. Um, you know, I like some of the directorial choices. Um. I thought that there were some really, you know, Michael Rooker's character, obviously great. Tamara Morrison, very happy to see him in anything. Um, but, yeah, it just it didn't leave me with a good feeling. It left me feeling sad. Um, and uh, so I, at that point, I would just give it an 8 out of 10 and hoping for a better review for the Marine 3. Yeah, so, I mean, I think you found a lot of things to like about this movie. I'm not a lot of things, but, I mean, you found things to enjoy about this movie that I just couldn't even, couldn't get behind or or didn't notice. So, yeah, hate to do this, uh, but for the first time, I I was actually unable to answer the 10 count here. Uh, Wow. I didn't get back into the ring. This movie... Didn't get back in the ring. ...felt like an eternity. It really felt like an eternity. I I did not like it one bit. I agree with you that... You know, in, in pro wrestling, we we often say that, especially when you're dealing with a wrestler with not much experience or a wrestler that is newer to the business but put in a position on television, for instance, where they're expected to wrestle, like they have years mm. of experience, it's not always the wrestler's fault, it's the booking's fault. And right. I'm willing to admit here that Ted DiBiase was thrown into a position that he was just not ready for. And I'm, I'm with you. I don't necessarily blame Ted DiBiase Jr. This was just, you just don't put him in this position. And 
Yeah. It was a it was a position of fail. Um, there was no chemistry between Ted DiBiase and any other actor or actress in this movie. It just yeah. And his formula. I mean, I think this movie's wear, more wearing because of the four previous movies that we've watched or five. That yes. it's just it's they're just doing kind of the same things. So yeah, un- unable to answer. I'm down. I'm down for the count, Preston. I <laughs> I'm counted out. Wow. Wow. Our first, uh, our first inability to get back in the ring. Well, I mean, that was a rough experience, Ryan. But hold on now. You know, I thought I heard something before, but am I he- Am I actually hearing something? Oh my goodness! I know. I see it now. I see it. Whipping down the tracks, Ryan. Here to save us from ourselves. It's Recommendation Station. This is a segment every week where Ryan and I discuss two things that we love. And sometimes, especially this week, in opposition to things that we didn't really love. I'm a big fan of movies. Ryan's a big fan of wrestling. So it brought us together on this podcast. So I will recommend a movie and Ryan will recommend a match. I will start. The movie that I'm recommending this week is another animated film. Surprise, surprise. It is It's Such a Beautiful Day by the filmmaker Don Hertzfeldt. Um, really the only credit you can give in this movie is the filmmaker Don Hertzfeld because this is a movie that he drew entirely by himself in his basement um, which sounds kind of dark but it's a really really beautiful film a very thoughtful uh, piece um, about life and relationships and how we perceive our brains and death I mean I'm butchering it right now I encourage you to go watch it I think you can find it entirely for free on YouTube if not it's well worth the, whatever they're charging you to stream it. Um, it's great. You've, you've probably heard of Don Herzog before from his viral video. Oh, my goodness. Now I can't remember it. Um, rejected. Uh, very popular in the uh, early 2000s um, of him just kind of parodying rejected commercials that he sent in of people. But this is a hard pivot for him that he keeps fit with. And watch all of his, his filmography. Um, it's fantastic. So with that, Ryan, do you have a match you'd like to recommend us? I would also uh, second um, the movie. I, I I've seen it. You've I, seen it. I that. enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I just I just want to say uh, I'm I'm really sorry for jumping the gun on the on the train earlier. I'm really embarrassed by that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, this week I, it, obviously I've been watching a lot of of Briscoe's matches. Uh, we we've recommended a Briscoe's match. Uh, before actually uh the match that mm. uh, they had i think it was on our second uh podcast the the uh briscoes against ftr and the double dog collar match from final battle 2022 uh the recommendation this week uh would would really be my my probably my favorite briscoes match ever just because of kind of the personal meaning it has to me which would be uh, Jane Mark Briscoe versus Kevin Steen and El Generico in a ladder war for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles from the pay-per-view Man Up 2007. So it's a mm. it's an oldie. Um, that was the match that really, for me, I was uh, I was in I was a freshman in high school, and and I just it, it and this would happen all the time, right? Where High school was this. It's tough being in high school, no matter like who you are, right? It's just it it stinks some most of the time, mm. and so it just you know it yeah. just be me sitting in class, just knowing that I'm going to come home, and there's going to be Ring of Honor DVDs there because you had to order mm. them. It was always a buy three get one free. Um, Tom Tom would always tell me, "Well, you got to get them. It's buy three get one free." And I'd say, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, duh." And uh, <laughs> so, so many days were just better because I got to go home and watch a Ring of Honor house show from Manassas, Virginia, or New York City, or wherever they were. Um, but the real recommendation this week would be uh, to you know throw down ten bucks, go to RingofHonorWrestling.com. Uh, I think it might be ROHWrestling.com, and join the Honor Club, which is their streaming service, and. You could literally just land on any Jay Briscoe match, and you're probably going to enjoy it. I mean, the guy was incredibly mm. consistent. Uh, the other one I would mention was him uh, versus Kevin Steen, for the, where Jay Briscoe won the Ring of Honor World Title for the first time from Supercard of Honor 2013. Or if you want uh, to just go on YouTube during the pandemic, Ring of Honor actually handled the pandemic extremely well. Uh, they paid everyone. They they quit running shows for a decent amount of time. And the Briscoes, who actually live on a farm, 
uh, filmed their own cinematic match called The Fight on the Farm, Jay Briscoe versus Mark Briscoe. For my money, the best, mm. the best cinematic match to come out of that pandemic era. It's a lot of fun. And mm. also on YouTube, uh, I actually sent you this, Preston, my favorite Briscoe Brothers promo. Uh, affectionately, yeah. it, the title goes, uh, Terry Funk Ain't Wear No Mouthpiece. And it's the Briscoes cutting a promo on Davey Richards and Kyle O'Reilly, who at the time were pushing this MMA gimmick. They were they were jiu-jitsu uh, practi- practitioners and all this stuff. And there's so many charming lines in this promo. But it's, it's Jay Briscoe talking and Mark Briscoe drinking in the background. And I just Jay Briscoe at one point just goes, you guys are focused, but... We live on a farm. We don't got time to focus. And it's just, like, <laughs> it's the best. And then, then Ed, yeah. towards the end of the promo, he's talking about, like, you know, do we look like sane people to you? And as he's saying this, Mark Briscoe shoots a gun uh, <laughs> at, at an empty bottle of gin. And you can see the look in Jay Briscoe's eyes. He did not expect Mark Briscoe to shoot a gun at that moment yeah <laughs> and it just and it forces him to unload it <laughs> and it just goes to show you like when when you watch the briscoe's briscoe brothers promo that was who they are and none of that was scripted i i, I would i would like mm. to see anyone try to write for the briscoes they uh there will never be another jay briscoe he's one of a kind and uh we'll we'll, we'll miss him but yeah you watch that promo I did. Yeah, it was in- unbelievably charming. The entire thing is done in front of an immense mound of manure. And it's just like, yeah, completely ripping down these other guys. And it's incredibly charming. Like, it's so off the cuff. So it's probably the most naturalistic promo I've ever heard. Just like two guys talking and having a good time, you know? Well, that's what we shoot for. It's true, buddy. It's true. Um, and we do often stand in front of, you know, giant piles of manure. <laughs> like this movie. <laughs> Uh, all right, Ryan. Well, thank you so much. For that. that was a genuinely an incredibly touching tribute to, uh, to Briscoe. I, I think, yeah, viewers should definitely check out all those things. Uh, that's a really robust back catalog to go through. Um, and yeah, Ryan, and as always, we will end with our signature finish. Oh, no, you know what? I do have to recommend next week's movie, uh, which is Legendary. You know, talking about John Cena a lot this week, and John Cena comes back next week for legendary not a sequel to any of the previous franchises and i think we'll find a slightly more serious tone next week ryan um well well, you will find you will find a more serious tone with me if some people don't start answering for things (laughs) our signature finisher where we each week try to count down and say the signature move of the star wrestler at the same time ryan are you ready i'm ready Three, two, one. Dream, Dream Street. Street. Amazing, Killed it. Ryan. Have, have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Signature Movies. We really do appreciate it. We'd also appreciate it if you'd rate and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions or concerns about the show, feel free to email us at signaturemoviespod at gmail.com. I'd also like to thank Phoenix-based rapper Mega Ram for our intro song off of his album Matt Mania. Go pick it up on Bandcamp or see him live in Austin February 1st. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you also check out Phoenix local band The Color 8? This movie didn't get you jazzed, they sure will. We'll see you next week. I'm going to actually do the phononics. D, B, Aw. Uh, C. C. <laughs> Learn to read with Hooked on Phonics, the musical reading program. Hooked on Phonics works for me. Call 1-800-A-B-C-D-E-F. <laughs>